Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olsen from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco. And Kyle. Yes, sir. You know, here on the Marvel Movie Minute, we love to discuss sometimes the origins of words and phrases. This is obviously important to screenwriters, and it's certainly important to actors, the ones who deliver them. And sometimes they just have to make stuff up. They add sure. more. We understand it. Okay, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna tease what I'm talking about here. <laughs> okay. There is a phrase that Tony Stark utters in this minute, one off, and I was intrigued by that. I was like, well, okay, interesting. Where does that I've heard that before? I've heard yeah. it in this movie. What's the story behind this? So if you search this, and I would encourage anyone to to check this out, there is an article from 2010, and note the date, July 2nd, 2010. From the New York Times Magazine, in a segment, a regular segment they have called On Language, the title of this article is The Origins of One-Off, and it's an article by Ben Zimmer. Basically, the article is, he's like, I've been getting emails from people saying, hey, I'm hearing this term a lot. Why is that? Hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and you know, that's not something I've normally heard. Like, where's this, where's this coming from? And they talk about how the history of this is that it's, a lot of people thought it was a British expression. That had been slowly creeping into the usage in America over the last few recent years when this was written. And the idea was that it was it was shorthand for one of something. So, you know, one of five. This hmm. is one of one. And instead, it just became it's a one off, meaning that it's that, you know, it's it's one and there's only one that exists yeah. or you've and th- you can hear this. And this is actually there's examples of this in that. Um, I think there's an advertisement for some printers, I guess, in 1973, and the phrase is used six off. So th- that's actually been in, in Britain. It's it again permeated its way here into America. This idea of a number followed by the word off and you would get this idea that, OK, that's it. That's all that exists. So that's how it came out. And there's even more talk. And please, I'd encourage you to read the article because it's very interesting. It's not very long, but I just thought it was really intriguing. You know, here's the thing. This article comes out two months after this movie comes out in theaters. <laughs> oh, I, I this think like that's reintroduce this phrase into public consciousness. That's what I think happened. Wow. <laughs> Which I thought was crazy. Like, wait, what? Because, yeah, people heard this and they're like, well, it's a one off. Well, I mean, and, and when he says it, which we'll talk about in this minute, mm-hmm. sure. you know what he means. But it's just not something that people probably had heard. And now people are talking about it and it influences the culture. Art becomes life. Life imitates art. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> That's where we are. You can't yada, yada, life and art. Uh, <laughs> because everyone assumed that the that Iron Man would also be a one-off. But no, because oh. here we are talking about Iron Man 2. Minute 109. From all the way back in 2010, director Mr. John Favreau. Uh, and so we pick up where we left off, which is Iron Man has just cut the competition down to size with <laughs> lasers. Uh, so everything is like basically the all the drones are now destroyed. He has, he has wiped out Hammer's entire drone armada fleet. I don't know. I guess it depends on uh, which of the sides you're talking about. Platoon? Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Squad? I don't know. It depends, I guess, how many there are. So, Rhodey, uh, looking around at the destruction all around them, says, wow, I think you should lead with that next time. 
<laughs> and so and this and so one of my, then one of my favorite effects from this is like Tony has his hands up with the the the, the red lady. You can see them still glowing red, and he discards them. He just basically like the the emitters from where the lasers came right. out just chunk and they fall to the ground. It's so cool. Like and once again, we're back to that physical tactile thing of like he burned them out. So chunk out yes. they go. Okay, and I was just gonna say what I like about this is. One, again, talking about what we talked about in the last minute, that mechanical sound yeah. and the texture and all of that is great. I also think this is kind of a really fun little illusion to one of the major plots of this movie. Oh, OK. Because Tony himself was ejecting burnt out cartridges earlier <laughs> in the film. That's true. I know. I, I've always like, that's kind of funny, right? He's yeah. like, yeah, I'm done with that. See, like... <laughs> Yeah. I kind of just like the, that allusion to that earlier on. So <laughs> um, I, l- I love the tech part of this. I love uh, Don Cheadle's acting where it, when it cuts to his face before he says, you know, that's great. Maybe you should have let maybe you should lead with this next time. He has this sort of approving nod like, yeah, yeah. you you were the big gun. <laughs> like, I mean, there is a little bit in his face that you kind of get like, OK, all right. All right. Touche. Gotcha. So Tony says, yeah, sorry, boss. I can only use it once. It's a one-off. And there's right. the other thing. But uh, originally, that actually is what happened. Like, the, this scene happened in the middle of the fight. Oh. Like, he blasted it, and then they continued on. And then it was after they were, like, put it together in assembly. They're like, oh, no, that should be the end. Like, yeah, that should be the final thing. And then they yeah. sort of went back, and then they wrote this little piece for them to say. Uh, so that because that's uh, the culmination of the fight, uh, and so and that is then that is the end of the drone fight. Like that is that we have we have come to the end of that. So then we cut to back inside the expo. Uh, so then we the they're still going on today. But the thing is, I I don't really know what they're doing at this point. Like the the drones like were sort of controlled. The roadie suit got taken. The, Natasha took care of that. So like, what are they still working on? Okay. So another, well, that, and I have another question. Pepper was just having a video call with Natasha and Tony. Yes. I forgot that Justin is standing right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, so is the, and also, if, if let's, let's assume that the computer has the camera mounted to the top of the monitor, like, right. like ours do, you know, like right. our, you know, like our things do. That means she would have to have pushed the guy aside, the hammer, to like have that conversation, and like and had that, and then went, oh yeah, yeah, go continue back to whatever you know to trying to save the the planet or whatever it is you were doing. I'll be honest, all the times I've watched this movie, I've never really thought about this, and of course this time I did. He's right there. Right. How when they're not having their little conversation earlier, does Justin not butt in and go, yeah. hey, Tony, go just go yeah. home. Just go home, man. Don't worry. It's fine. We got, we got you don't this. Need this. It's under yeah, control. It's yeah, fine. Right? That's what should happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, they brought it, I guess, apparently for that scene, even though I didn't talk about it, they just brought in those two and just had them in chairs, like, right. <laughs> with a camera on each of them, and they, they just shot it. Um, so Justin starts seeing and he says, I told you that five minutes ago, which is sort of like, what What did you tell five minutes ago? Like, uh, so that would have been minute 101. So like you were, were you talking about the Russian language thing. Was that what you're referring to? Right, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so then uh, as, as we go, then we see, oh, everybody be cool. The cops are here. It's the police. Yeah. 
with P.I. Don't you dare. Uh, Pepper says, that's your guy here. Like, she points, like, like <laughs> arrest him, officer. Like, she points out Justin right away. Justin has lost his glasses now. Like, he's uh, they were broken, but he's taken them off now. Uh, Justin says, excuse me? And the police officer says, you're being placed under arrest. So this is Keith Middlebrook. He is a actor with 24 credits on IMDb. This is not the last time we will see him in the MCU because he will also show up in Thor and Iron Man 3, not playing the same cop. So go Wait, figure. Playing a cop, just not the same cop. I think it was a security officer in uh, one. And yeah. So, um, gotcha. so then, and so then he basically is then, you know, arresting him. So, uh, he's putting handcuffs on him. So justice, are you kidding me? Hands behind your back, sir. He's justice. I'm trying to help here. And then like, he, then he started pausing take a moment. Okay. So we've talked about phantom technology and now we're going to talk about phantom plot lines because what the hell is about to happen in this scene is so confusing to me. I, I, I honestly don't don't get this. Okay, so Justin says like suddenly like turns, like like does a full Kaiser Soze at this point. Yes, that's right. <laughs> turns on Pepper and he goes, "I get it. I see what you're doing. You're trying to pin this on me, huh?" And and like he is one hundred percent sincere in everything he delivers yeah. here. Sam Rockwell is like full on like committed to this, so he's not doing like a Justin Hammer like, oh come on, wait, man, it's it's cool, like what, yeah, it's like he is full on like like all of a sudden serious about everything. He says, "That's good, that's good. You're starting to think like a CEO, taking out the competition. I like that. You think you're making a problem for me?" And as they're dragging him away at this point, I'm gonna make a problem for you. I'm gonna be seeing you again real soon. What? What happened? What? What? Do you what is? Okay. What is going on here? Like because this seems like from like an alternate universe because this is not at all the Justin Hammer we've seen in previous stuff. So tell me what you think is happening here. So I'm going to tell you this. Here's what I think is happening. First of all, I just want to say Sam Rockwell, awesome moment when he when she tells them to arrest him. You see his face looking at her because he's got issues, which we'll talk about. But as soon as he looks at the cops, his eyes get all like, oh, whoa, what's what's going on? Right. And I just yeah. love that little bit of acting. OK, so this conversation with Pepper seems completely out of the blue. Yeah. He hates her. He hates everything about her. <laughs> this is amusingly this this uh, sort of, uh, dev you know, twisted devotion of hating her. You'll see this in a one shot that we might talk about during yeah, the credits, yeah, right? right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to say this, that that's something not connected to this movie. But but here's what I think has happened. He wants to be he wants to be Tony's brother. He would love to be heir apparent to Tony. He wants that relationship with Tony so bad she's gotten in the way. He hates her. He does pull a Kaiser Sose. You're absolutely right. He is completely trying to change the story. Yes, this shows a probably some sort of of bad psychosis, <laughs> but exactly right. He's immediately trying to project project. And what is this? This is the exhibit of a grade A narcissist. OK, so who is the real Justin Hammer then? Like, is this because we, we had sort of built it up in our head that he is the guy who's always trying to fit in, who's always like just perpetually uncool but is trying to go through all the motions of it the the spoiled rich kid essentially who can right. have whatever he wants except credibility and so right. he's trying to even buy his way into that so 
is that the real Justin Hammer, like the scare kid, or is is it is that all been an act? Because secretly underneath, he's this ruthless guy, and this is the real we're seeing here too. I'm going to tell you something because I, 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 either those theories sound like bogus to me. This sounds just like a, an alternate take that they should not have used. That's my theory of this. I will just tell you this. I think I think I don't think we've seen the last Justin Hammer. We'll talk about that, right? Well, but, yeah, but as far as the MCU is concerned, yeah, we have. And yeah, which well, is this 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 is the phantom plotline part of it that regrets me is that he it seems like like he's going to be a recurring nemesis and he's not. Like he's so not. It, well, they build up this big thing of and obviously they did not know that. But like to spend all this this time and energy here to be like I'm gonna I'm gonna make a big problem. I'm gonna see you real soon. Well, no, actually, you never see Pepper Potts again. Right. So it's like, which is not what. Right. 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 Okay. And I, I, like I said, I'm not I'm not faulting them for doing that, but it's like then you you have this big chunk of thing that where an actor plays entirely out of character for all this stuff to build up all this stuff, and then it you know with hindsight it goes nowhere. Ugh, it's just really frustrating to me. No, I I think this speaks. I think this speaks to that. He really, at his core, he is a bit diabolical. And I'm not going to say that the aloof Justin Hammer is the the act. I think that is who he is. But I think there's a duality. I'm not trying to get too deep on Justin Hammer. <laughs> but I but no, I I every time I see the scene, I'm always like, oh wow, he just turned on a dime, and it's his it's his intensity he looks at her with. And when you think about, again, going all the way back to the congressional, the senator congressional hearing at the beginning of the movie, like, no, he wants to be chums with Tony. She got in the way. I hate you. And so now, yeah, I'll just lie. I'll do whatever it takes. And what's really great is here's what he's trying to do. He senses her sort of innocence. I guess you could say mm-hmm. he's messing with her. I guess so and because can, she is flummoxed. Yes, she is like like me. Pepper spends this whole scene entirely confused. What the hell is he talking about? What is right? going on? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not he's not happy with her. That's my take on it. It's uh, okay. You're my sadly on this weird note, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's a picture wrap on Sam Rockwell. No! Come on, that's <laughs> it. Like, the, Rob, there goes the hammer. Oh my god. <laughs> You know what? I'll tell you something. When I was watching this, yeah, I, I, and I, you know, I don't like to go too far ahead when we're getting ready for the show. Sure. And I thought that this was it. I'm like, wow, that's how he goes out. Like, yeah, yeah. talking about proms and right. stuff. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. What is happening? Yeah, that's I it. Think that is Sam Rockwell's done. That's it. For I got to tell you. Well, first of all, Mr. Rockwell, phenomenal. You're one of our favorite parts of this movie. I yeah, mean, we loved certainly. loved all the Dustin Amber still even after after this this uh, you know um minute detail that we went into on this thing right. still one, probably my favorite character from this movie. Absolutely. Like, I mean, Justin Hammer is such a great character. I wish they had done more with him. Hopefully, Marvel now that they have a new creative venture in the in the TV series that they can um bring him back in some way shape or form. I've got ideas if they're really stuck for doing it. I think Sam Rocco would come back to play. I mean, he seems like the kind of guy who'd have a good time. I really would like to see a post-prison Hammer. I think it maybe like yes. you can prequel it all you want. Like if you want to, right. you know, set it during the time, that's fine. But like I think having it set, you know, in the now, like post-blip 
what Justin Ham- like Justin Hammer on prison. I even I even wrote a story about what that would be like. <laughs> it's, it's out there in the world. Like I have a you know my own little fan fiction thing of what Justin Hammer would be like. I mean, so I think that would because it allows him to bring him back in a whole new way and see him in a different thing. Has you know how how he is how his prison changed Justin Hammer. Now, okay, can I make a? This is not happening because nothing's ever been said about this. As Shane, except that, well, yeah. however, there's an Armor Wars series coming, and okay. so that would be the perfect person to drop into there. So I was gonna say, I was gonna about to say two predictions on this. Yeah, number one, Armor Wars, yes. because that absolutely makes sense. And if you can't have a Tony Stark, you might as well have this character to right. play foil for things. Yes. Here's what I also hope, though. It would. I would love if it's not in Shang Chi, or or something. I would love to see him somehow be a part of the Ten Rings. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, Rob. You you know a part of that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but so my my pitch would be uh, at time of recording, we, we know nothing more than the fact that uh, War Machine is getting his own series. It's called Armor right. Wars. It's based on everything. My thing would be to bring Justin Hammer back, put him in that show, but have him be working with War Machine, not against him. Don't bring him back as a villain. Bring him back as the guy who does not want to be there, but as part right. of a condition of his parole, has to work with it. The two, like Cheadle and Rockwell together, that's just that's just magic. And so to have them be, imagine him be like, well, imagine Justin Hammer being like the guy in chair okay. for War Machine as he's out in the world, like he's the voice in your head as you're like trying to do these missions. Come okay. on, that that would be incredible, and. Could you tell the story? Could the character arc mirror Tony Stark in that he ends up becoming sure. the the self sacrificing hero? Exactly. Like, yeah. like, because he like of, of anyone who has growth, it's Justin uh, Hammer. Like, he has an arc, yeah. even yeah. if it turns out that it's going into full on super villainy. Right. You know. Uh, all right. Well. Yeah. Okay. Once so, again, yeah, so the, the minute is still not done you. though. If, no, if no, we're not thank done. you, Sam Rockwell. We love you. Uh, even if you didn't come back, you contributed significantly to the MCU, and we are all the better for it. Um, Absolutely. Meanwhile, let's. But it is not a picture wrap on uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, who continues on. So she continues on outside talking with the police officers, and she says. When they get here, I think you should station them at the southeast and both west exits. I don't know who they is. I assume. Police, the rescue services, uh, something. Right. Like that. The police officer says, we shut down the seven train in and out of Willits Point already. Pepper says, well, we have city buses there to ferry people to operating lines. Police officer says, yeah. Are you coming with us? And Pepper says, no, I'm going to stay until the park is clear. The police officer says, okay. And he walks away with the rest of the cops, leaving Pepper standing alone on the steps. And that is where the minute ends. Now, it, this is a very good leadership thing for her right here like she right. she could go like get like get a limo you know get, i mean obviously your driver in your car and your personal listener are gone but yeah, like you gone. could still <laughs> get somebody you know you're still the ceo of stark industries you could easily find someone to take you away so too but no she is staying there in this mess with all this chaos going on and you know exploding robots and glass and death and all this stuff like she is staying there that's a really good position for a leader to be like go pepper but it's significant that she's standing on these particular stairs because, as we've been talking about the multiverse and stuff, there is a, another reason why these stairs and her being on them are important. Because in the original ending, this is where the finale of the movie took place. 
So there is a deleted scene you can see that uh, that I don't want to describe it to you, but um, that happens. And so this is where the final confrontation happens. Like it didn't happen in the garden, like the, the, the suit and fighting and whips and all that stuff that we're going to talk about in the next couple of minutes. No, that happened right here, right now. So uh, as all the the same thing had happened, like they had already fought the drones and destroyed them and everything. And so Tony and Rhodey were in the Japanese garden, like, whoo, man, we totally kicked butt, right? Metal high five. And so uh, as uh, there's still, but there's still more chaos going on. So the people are still running around and create. And in the midst of this chaos is Ivan. So he has shown up here just as himself. He's just a, he's just a guy walking around like in his leather coat. I don't know where he got the leather coat. Uh, <laughs> walking around uh, as, as sort of like enjoying the chaos that he has right. unleashed. I mean, just seeing the panic in the crowds and the blood and all this stuff. And, you know, he's like walking through the crowd with his hoodie up, like, yeah, that's right. It was me. I'm the one who did all this to you. That's right. <laughs> and he goes and like takes some food off of a, a vendor cart and some kind of whipped cream, or whatever. So he has like a, gets a handful of whipped cream and is eating it as he's walking. And you also see that he has like micro whips so like we'd seen before he's developing like really bigger stronger whips well in this one he has smaller lighter whips so like as as he's walking from the his sleeve comes out this little zip gun kind of version of his whip like kind of thing and obviously the the cg on this is not finished uh but this little handle thing comes out and you see it like a little electricity light up and stuff too as he's walking through so he's walking around and, and as he's going through he's working his way to the the main stage of the expo center so he sees Pepper standing there, and as Pepper's standing there, he then wraps one of his these micro whips around her throat. And I gotta say, Gwyneth Paltrow does a great job of like selling being choked. Like, you know, like she really like goes all out, like, oh, there's a thing around my on my throat. And obviously, because we know from the barest amount of CG that they put into the scene, because you know, it was, it was, they were testing it out, like there was nothing there that she had to react against. So she really goes for it. So she's doing it. And so she then somehow calls out to Tony? That was a little unclear to me. Like, I don't know how they're communicating, but they cut to Tony and the roadie, and he realizes that Pepper's in trouble, and then he hears Ivan over the thing, like, like you want this her back? I can't remember what he says. Um, you know, they come find me or whatever. And so Tony just takes off. Like, Rody's like, eh, dude, what, where are you, what are we? <laughs> just, he's gone. Just like Tony just flies away. Right. And so he goes and he lands. And so they have their confrontation right there on those steps. Uh, she's wearing this, still that same LBD. Like, I mean, it's happening right now. So uh, Tony's standing there and he's like uh, telling Rody, uh, when the signal happens, unleash everything, like blast everything around here. And, and Rody says, all I have left is the ex-wife. And then Tony stops talking to him for no apparent reason. So then Whiplash stand there, whip around her throat like, you're going to lose everything, blah, blah, villain monologue nonsense, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and so then Tony does something we've never seen him do in an Iron Man movie. He steps out of the suit. Like, this is something where that we don't, wouldn't see until basically the end of the Avengers movie. He stands there and opens, and the suit opens up and allows him to step out of it, and we actually get to see sort of this unitard thing with, like, circuitry on it, and then there's the triangular new arc reactor in his chest, and he steps out of it and says, oh, like I say, this is not finished CG, I'm not I'm not faulting them anything of that, like, that. that's fine. Um, so he steps out of it, and then stands there, and then as he's, you know, having his conversation, like, oh, your fights with me, let her go, then Whiplash uses his other whip, and whips, and he goes around his his uh, Tony's throat. So now he's got both of them, and he's, you know, villain monologuing. 
For those of you who have been paying very close attention, there was a plot element that they introduced way back in the early part that from another deleted scene when Pepper was meeting Tony and talking and they were having their big, you know, the, when she's sick and they're having the walking fight through the lab and you see the thing. Right. So there's a plot. And then it was a plot element that was reintroduced in the deleted scene from, the, from when he goes to see her when she's become CEO of the office. And now it comes back in. So one, two, third time is the payoff. It's the nano ball. Remember the nano ball? <laughs> so the nano ball is, is that little piece of Tony Stark tech that when you, it's like a small ball. And when you activate it, it basically can become sort of like a, a piece of armor. Like it, it expands out. It's silly putty, but technology wise. So Tony gave it to Pepper and she was messing with it. Later on, she was playing with it at her, he was playing with it at her desk. And so it was there. And now it comes up again because she reaches into her bag and she still has the ball throws it to Tony, he puts it on his hand, kind of, if you if you remember, it's kind of like what he does in, in Captain America Civil War, where he does that, like, out of his watch, he pulls a thing to stop the bullet when the Winter Soldier's trying to kill him. Like, it's that same idea, except that this is much more of, like, the nanotech kind of thing. Like, like, it's, like it's, a, it's very much of a fluid thing, that whoosh, and he uses it to break the whip off of, that around his neck. And so, like, and it stops it, and then, and then he steps back, almost jumps back into the suit. The suit grabs around him. He launches up forward, grabs Pepper, shoots in the air, and meanwhile, uh, Rhodey's been making his way there. You see him flying all the way through. And as Tony jumps off and Repulsor blasts down, the ex-wife comes flying in from the side. It hits it, explodes. Whiplash dies. Big fire explosion. They fly away, and then they, they kiss. Everyone goes home happy. That was how Iron Man 2 originally ended. So this can be found online. You can watch it, and it is terrible. Like it's so, it is so many bad ideas. So like as much as many shots as we've taken, they made the exact right choice in the ending they chose. We're going to have my issues with the next couple of minutes. However, of uh, this is way worse than what we ended up with. Hey, I just want to say this as a person who creates content. Okay, anyone's listening. Anything you do. That involves creation of something. Sure. It is amazing to see the amount of time and effort that goes into things that go wrong, that go nowhere, and you have to rethink it entirely. Yes. That's hard because people are trying to produce stuff so quickly today. Yeah. This is such a testament to, oh, yeah, get it right. Don't don't just go down the road. You think, oh, well, this, you know, does this work or not? This is horrible. If this is how the movie ended, yeah. first of all, as you, I know I'm glad you mentioned Gwyneth Paltrow's acting is great. Yeah. Uh, Whiplash is horrible in this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know if this horrible. is, Mickey Rourke has, has big, big issues with this movie. Like he, he really has, has been very, very against it. Like, you know, very, very vocal in, in how disliked he was. But I'm like, man, I hope that one of the things he didn't dislike was the ending. Cause like, this was way worse. Oh, this was okay. Even to the point of. It's comical when he picks up the little like banana split boat, which looks like it's filled with like strawberries and whipped cream. Yeah. And he's like eating the whipped cream with his yeah. hands is ridiculously like it's you can almost sense the animosity of filming this. Like, <laughs> well, in Ra- Rob, in Soviet oh. Russia, cream whips you. Well, the. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Good. I thought you were gonna, I ever thought you were gonna say we don't have cows. We don't even know what is. 
Whoa. Okay. So first of all, absolutely check this out because again, it's it's just really cool to see the creative process. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, as like I said, like, like Rob was saying, as someone who creates content, it's sometimes difficult to let stuff go and to yes. admit, you know what, my original idea was not the best idea. Like I, I got, I recently got feedback from you know the person I was writing a thing for, and I was like, "How, how dare you? Don't you know I'm a genius?" And it took, you know, <laughs> I had to take a minute and go, "You know what? Like, you need to get over yourself. Like, yes. this is a collaboration. Like, not all your ideas are you know entirely brilliant the first time out. Uh, <laughs> get over yourself." And so, like, yeah, and it takes it takes a lot, and and also, but the nice thing is. You'll never get to know what that is because it's it's you know it stays in my archives like it never comes out again. So, but like here, they actually show their their quote unquote failure on screen like they, like this because they they shot it, they put special effects, they did all this stuff, they edited it, and they put it out for to see. Like, uh, look, this didn't work at all. And so I, I give them I give them credit for that, but I also give them credit for making the right decision and not doing this as their ending. No, and a huge thank you for anybody who is is in this art and and anyone in the creative arts that is willing to show the mess up, like was yes. willing to reveal that because you should have more appreciation, which is why we do this podcast for the work that makes it to the final screen. Right. It's it's really amazing. One other thing to note on this. um, Yeah, I love the fact that they were ambitious enough to think they could do the opening suit where he can walk out yeah. of. Right. Which we see later on in right. Iron Man in future movies. Yeah. That could have been also part of this. Like, oh, maybe our CG. Though, when you look at the battle scene that we just witnessed, the CG, their, their CG ability was there. Well, yeah, we didn't even mention that before, too. But, like, as well, it still counts because the beginning of this minute does have it. So, too, it's 10 years later, man. Like, yeah. it still looks amazing. Yes. And the thing I like about this is it still looks stylized. Yes. You know, it, it's not trying to be 4K ultra, you know, better than Halo Infinite kind of graphics. Right. Like it's it's, right. it's it fits in and of the time, but it hasn't aged badly. Right. So exactly. much CG that I have to like when I show stuff to my daughter, like from the 90s, I have to go, OK, you have to understand. <laughs> Clarify. Let me disclaimer <laughs> exactly. this. Right. Right. CG was really, really new and not everybody you know knew exactly how to do it. But this still holds up. Oh, yeah. No, and, and not in this in this deleted not scene. Not in this deleted scene. It's yeah, exactly. But like scene, the, right. in the in the, in the, the fight. Oh, but yeah. I the, mean, some phenomenal. The effects in this are amazing. Um. Okay, I do find the suit his his undergarment suit very interesting <laughs> because that's not something we've seen. No, we've never seen that before in Iron Man. So that's again very unique. Right. Uh, we've seen him walk then, out in a tuxedo. Yeah, exactly. Like who knows what he could have could have walked out of anything. Um, and then, uh, okay. Now I know we did discuss the net. Okay. I think we've, I vaguely remember the nano ball. <laughs> I, I, I did. I did tell all listeners that it would be important later. Okay. And I flushed <laughs> it because you know why <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Cause I don't ever, I've never seen this deleted scene before we got ready for the show. So right. this was all news to me. Now I'm like, Oh, now it all connects. And that's amazing too, that this sequence, they did reuse much more effectively, mm-hmm. like you said, in Civil War. Right. Again, th- happy mistakes. Sometimes these things don't work out now. The, they the, work out later. Almost that exact uh, thing, except for the arms being spread wide, was used in Spider-Man Homecoming. Because oh, yeah. the, the, we had this whole thing where it seems like Tony is just remotely piloting the suit. You're not really there. And then suddenly the suit opens and he steps out of it to Peter's surprise. I, I will say this. There's one, ni- there's one good thing about this this deleted scene 
and I'm going to give us a, a spoiler for the next minute. It will be an exhibit in a lawsuit that I will be filing. <laughs> okay. In defense of one Justin Hammer, because we are going to talk about it in the next minute. Ooh, Ooh. I have I have lit a fuse that will detonate in our next minute. Okay. Right. <laughs> so you do not want to miss minute one ten to find out what the end of that a particular moment is. Um, but uh, in honor of trying hard and sometimes failing, but uh, every once in a while hitting it out of the park and letting our messes be seen, sometimes our ums and ahs and all the things. How about leaving us a review? We yeah. work really hard on this show, and we would like to know that you're out there listening. We see numbers, but numbers are cold and unfeeling. You could put words down next to stars, and it comes to us directly, and we get to see them and go, hey, people actually are listening out there. Uh, it makes us feel good and helps other people find the show. Uh, in particular, my favorite number of stars is five. Yes, mine as well. So be back here for minute one ten. We're gonna find out what the what what Rob's new bombshell is going to be. Even I don't know what's going to happen, uh, and so you shouldn't miss it. Enough said. Bye. Bye.